Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's New Stand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is January 14th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits with high hopes. All that fun stuff. All that good jazz. Um, Let's see. For me, doing pretty well. Let's see. Food Corner. I went and got Mexican food at a Mexican restaurant I had never been to, but it's like a Rancho Nuevo. So in like a lot of ways, the the Rancho Nuevos, the Rancho Grandes are pretty good. Um, this one was like near me. So I was like, okay, I've never been to this restaurant. Like in the like 10 plus years I've been in this area. Um, you know, let's, let's finally go. So I went and um, I'd say overall it was good. It, it is one of those things where like, the experience for Mexican food has kind of become, like, very homogenized, like, in terms of, like, oh, yeah, if you're going to, like, a nice Mexican restaurant, it's going to do, like, flashy stuff, and, like, they're going to, like, have a bunch of sparklers and all this kind of extra frill, um, or you're going to find, like, you know, a nice hole-in-the-wall spot, and, like, hopefully the food's, like, really good, um, so it's kind of like, those are like the, the classes of good Mexican restaurants. I will say though, it was, the food was good. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I enjoyed my meal. Um, but yeah, I, I still like, um, El Trampo, which is like a local spot. I'd still say like, that's probably the best one out of this area for me in good old, old um, Ohio, where I'm at local, whatever. <laughs> um, hmm. Anything else wanted to cover about me? No, that's about it. That's all I got. Um, let's see. Let's get into some news um, from the Associated Press. Trump executive Alan Weisselberg gets five-month jail sentence. So, I mean, for the amount of, you know, tax dodging, the amount of, you know, I don't know what the words I'm looking for here. It's just, it, this is like a big white collar crime situation. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Trump is attached to this because, you know, this guy worked for Donald Trump or the Trump organization. Um, and I mean, it is important to say that because even though the Trump organization is in the name, um, they are able to keep themselves separate from this. So, you know, in this situation, um, you know, Alan Weiselberg, he got a very good deal, um, only serving five months in jail on on a situation where he should be serving 15. So he'll be out in like three months in good behavior. Um, the judge said, um, let's see, Judge Juan Manuel, um, he regretted, he said that he regretted giving him such a lenient sentence after he heard um, Weisselberg's testimony. Um, let's see a highlight here. He said he was especially appalled by testimony that Weisselberg gave his wife a $6,000 check for a no-show job that she could qualify um, for Social Security benefits. So, I mean, these guys were just kind of living, you know, fat off the hog. Um, it's definitely a, a greed story, a greed tale. Um Let's see here. 
Um, he also is going to, I believe, pay $2 million, and he's already paid it. Um, and, and mind you, Weisselberg is like a 75-year-old guy. He's done like military service, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Um, so I guess like the logic was like, like, cause I love that the, the judge is like, oh, I regret that. But then it's also like, oh, well you, you did do all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. You were a teacher. Like, okay, who cares? But like, if he's starting to do things that are like, you know, taking advantage of people's money and things of that nature, like, you know, he's doing something illegal. He's doing criminal activity. What the fuck? Like, um, but you know, here we are. At the end of the day, it, it doesn't seem like he's going to he's it doesn't seem like he's really hurt in terms of like financial, you know, loss here. It seems like he's going to be fine. Also, his standing with the Trumps seems to be fine. It's like they kind of just took it in stride. I think they even like had a birthday party for him or something like that. So I'm like, OK, that's kind of weird. Um, you'd think you'd be like, oh, that's a fake friend. But I guess it's just one of those things where they know this is just kind of part of the business. I mean, when he when Donald Trump became president in 2016, they were trying to tighten this up. This whole leaky ship of bullshit that they were doing of schemes and scams. They're like, okay, we got to like be presentable. But no matter how much tape you put over the shit, you know, it still looks dodgy and people still looked into it and still found, you know, you know, problems. So, um, let's see. Let's see a little bit more here. Weisselberg told jurors he betrayed the Trump's family trust by conspiring with a subordinate to hide more than a decade's worth of extras from his income, including a free Manhattan apartment, luxury cars, and his grandchildren's private school tuition. Um, he said he fudged payroll records and issued falsified W-2 forms. So I love that the term fudged gets used in an article. Um, let's see. And then also a little bit of foreshadowing to the next article we're going to cover. Uh, the Trump Organization itself is scheduled to uh, be sentenced on Friday and faces a fine of up to $1.6 million. So essentially part of his plea agreement was to testify against the Trump organization. And it's once again, specifically against the Trump organization, not Trump. He's even said, hey, they didn't know what I was doing. I did this for my own sake, for my own personal benefit. Now, prosecutors tried to get ahead of that and say, no, that's not entirely true. Like, the Trumps definitely knew what was going on. They definitely facilitated this behavior, and it continued on, you know. So, it wasn't, though, and, like, even though they made that argument, it's not like it stuck, obviously. So, let's see. Let's move on to the second part here. From ABC News, Trump organization sentenced to maximum fine following tax fraud conviction. So $1.6 million is the maximum that could be given. Um, let's see, for the conviction of 17 counts, um, including a 13-year um, scheme to defraud. So, you know, they really the prosecutor, the prosecution really tried to run it up here. To really, you know, pin him to the wall, but this is the best that could be done in the situation. So it's kind of like one of those. It's 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 a moment where you're like, damn, you kind of just gotta hate the game and not the player, right? Like at the end of the day, um, the lawyers were able to mount enough of an offense, you know, on Trump's side to say, like, look, we aren't like, you know, well, actually, not really, right? They lost. Like at the end of the day, they took the L. Like it's one of those things where it's like. I'm trying to rationalize it or grapple here. It's like, this is just literally how it works. Like 
okay, you know, yes, this Wazelver guy is going to get like five months and then tr this organization that is tied to Trump that did all this dumbass illegal shit, okay, they'll pay 1.6. I believe they are worth $4.5 million when I checked. I mean, that's nothing. It's a drop in a bucket. That does not affect them. Um, and then not to mention, like, you can say, well, at least they have the criminal tag. Like, this is a criminal organization now. You can say that. Like, that's legally a okay thing to say. I don't have to say alleged there. But, I mean, so? Who fucking cares? Like, at the end of the day, when it comes to Donald Trump, everyone knows. Everybody knows. Like, it's 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 not, um, like, I remember some of my coworkers I've, I've had a little fun, little political debates. I talked to them. And the idea that Donald Trump is an amazing businessman is such a backbeat for them. Like, it really is something that they cling to for why they voted for him, why they might vote for him again. And it's like, dude, he's just a good criminal. He's just a good grifter. You know this. You know this. Like, you don't have to, like, paint it in a different way, dog. Just... Just say you're a little racist or ignorant or whatever. Like, it's just weird. It's weird. But um, I know I've been on a tangent here. Um, Let's see. What else did I want to cover before I get too loose with the goose? Um, I don't know, man. Long story short, the rich get richer. It's not like anyone got penalized here. Like, the Trump organization took a quote-unquote L, but... Um, but, you know, from one Trump to another, we're going to we're going to talk about the Trump of the tropics um, or maybe a little bit of fallout, because really this is more on Brazil, in my opinion. But maybe, you know, time will tell, you know, uh, but let's see from the BBC, Brazil riots, uh, Brasilia's ex-security chief arrested on return to city. So let's see. Uh, Brasilia's former public security chief. Anderson Torres has been arrested by federal police on his return to Brazil. Um, so let's see. Uh, this is essentially just an update on the January 8th Brazil riots. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. As I was doing my research, I had this on the cutting room floor. I really didn't want to talk about it yet or cover it because it just almost feels beat for beat the same as January 6th. And the reason I didn't cover that too much after the fact is because I knew, I fucking knew that nothing was going to happen or change from this. It was just a sign that like right extremism is rife across the world. Like that's all January 8th taught me from this. But that being said, there are details that are developing. I did kind of want to just cover and talk about. I believe there are about 300 arrests so far. Um, which is big, you know, um, obviously, you know, it, it has been quelled. They hit camps and stuff like that and, you know, really squashed it. Um, in terms of details, um, like I said, they ran through, they broke shit. I didn't know this when I covered this, but apparently like the presidential palace or whatever is in the Congress. So I was like, oh shit. I mean, it does almost feel a little bit bigger and more heated there, even though Lula wasn't there at the time. But still, like, goddamn, like, y'all really were just trying to fuck shit, burn, I don't know, it was crazy. But, um, they, you know, destroyed art, obviously, you know, broke a lot of damage to the building, things of that nature. But, um, another similarity was just that 
there is a strong, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? It really looks like that it was an inside job, more or less. Like there were people who are, you know, on the police side of things that were, you know, complicit that, you know, more or less didn't do enough to kind of let it happen. Because there was enough of a warning to be like, yo, these people are going to make action. They're going to do something. Like, we should be prepared. And um, it really took the military to get involved. So, I mean, they really are looking within, which is part of the reason why, you know, the security chief situation is a big deal. Also, they are looking at investigation and uh, investigating Bolsonaro himself, um, which I'm... Um, if you would ask me at the top of the week, I would have been like, oh, yeah, bet, of course. Like, sure, go off. But I will say, Bolsonaro, if he was involved in this in any kind of way, he was at least a lot smarter than Trump because he said, hey, I'm going to say, look, because he before he went to Florida, I found this out while I was you know listening to uh, The Daily. He um, put up a post and he was saying, hey, um, look. You know, I am all for a peaceful protest, but I don't want to see anything else other than that. I want to see democracy continue. I'm paraphrasing here, of course. Um, and then he took his ass to fucking a Florida KFC and started to munch on some chicken. And then um, he's having some stomach problems. I think he, last time I heard he was in a hospital from some stomach pains he had from a previous stab thing. Because, you know, people are not a big fan of Bolsonaro sometimes. Um, but anyway... Um, lose my train of thought here. I'm sorry, guys. Um, Bolsonaro came back. Well, not he hasn't come back, but he's come back in the news in terms of an investigation because people are like, well, maybe you were involved, and that's also why the security chief is, you know, getting arrested. He's being looked at because of his potential involvement. Um, you know, maybe this was a little bit of a planned thing. Um, who knows? You know, time will tell. I definitely don't want to put any of that on wax in terms of like, oh, this is what I believe. Um, I, I really do think that you could just say that these people were so diehard, so invested, that they were ready to go. Like, they didn't care. Um, but, I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll definitely see what an investigation kind of shakes out here. Um, kind of just wanted to talk about that for the update. Um, and then let's see here. Where are we? From the Associated Press. Here we are. Uh, teen's death brings toll in month of unrest in Peru to 49. Um, now, I believe the number might be just at least 49. It might have gone up from there. But um, let's see. At least a 16-year-old shot during a protest in the southern Peruvian region of Puno died in died on Thursday, bringing the death toll to 49 in more than a month of unrest following the ouster of President Pedro Castillo. Now, this is an update from the whole coup that Castillo tried to throw after his potential impeachment. Um... You know, it's been a whole thing. Now, Dina Boluarte is in power and she has said, hey, I'm willing to concede that we can do elections early. I'm willing to do that. Um, I believe she said, hey, like we can do like as early as maybe 2024. But the people are saying that's not enough. You need to step down now. We need to have new elections right now. Um, so, I mean, 
there's just definitely a lot of unrest. And obviously there's then, you know, from the government side, you know, security side, there's been a lot of, you know, oppression of the protests, you can say. Um, I mean, I feel like that's kind of undeniable to say just because, I mean, the death toll being at 50, that's a big number. I did not expect it to get that high when this shit started. Um, but, um, it doesn't seem like Boluarte is stepping further back from her last statement of saying, hey, like, I'm not going to resign. Um, so, and it also doesn't look like Pedro Castillo got out. <laughs> He's saying, oh yeah, I'll get out in the seven days. That did not happen. <laughs> So, I mean, it's definitely, like I said, to hear the death toll is very sad. It's very upsetting. Um, obviously, I'm kind of just doing the summarization here. Um, but, um, you know, I just wanted to kind of keep you guys updated there. Um, we can move along. Also from the Associated Press, six stabbed in a Paris train station. Attacker shot by police. Um, so this took place in um, the Garde Duar, or no, gosh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm tripping and fumbling through my words here. The pregame was apparently a little too rough. Um, Garde du Nord, Garde du Nord train station. So this took place Wednesday morning. Um, the assailant was shot by police. Um, I believe he's in like a sort of critical condition, like between life and death. I believe it was stated in the article. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where I could never put myself in the POV of like, I'm going to do this. I have a knife. And I'm going to like, dah, dah, dah. like, that's, that's so intense. Like, don't get me wrong. It, it is scary and, and evil and, you know, whatever. But if you take your, you put yourself in the mind of, of one of these people, I at least get the idea of trying to use a weapon. I mean, granted, in other countries where it's harder to get a gun, duh, you, you're going to use whatever you want to use to do this kind of shit. But, like, the idea of, like, you have a knife, you have a weapon, and you're going to be like, I'm going to just go through and start slicing people. Like, it's a fucking Grand Theft Auto game. Like, that's insane to me. It's forever insane. And especially because of the fact that you know that, you know, there's going to be police and other people around that can stop you. Like... Oh, oh my gosh, what is it? I randomly saw a a thing. I think it was on Twitter. I don't know. One of the one of the social apps, whatever. And this guy pulls a knife out in Walmart and he just pulls it out like randomly. And I'm like, oh shit. And you literally just see a guy instantly react. He pulls up a stanchion pole, like one of those things that you see at a movie theater or whatever. And he just pulls it up, and this looks like a fucking Skyrim moment. And he just bonks the dude just over the head with his whole ass stanchion and then the next scene you see like cops like fucking you know arresting the guy um with a knife so i mean at the end of the day when you just have a knife you can be stopped you're you're not like fucking this isn't ninja gaiden you know what i mean so i'm glad that it wasn't anyone else who was um there wasn't anyone murdered good uh i don't have a motive here that hasn't come out yet um, that's kind of part of the reason why I want to at least put a total here. If I find out, then cool, I'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, um, let's see. I've been flip-flopping and waffling around here. Let me take my break, and then I'll get to some good news here. We'll close it.
Ooh. Okie dokie. We're back. Uh, once again, from the Associated Press. Nurses at two NYC schools are... <laughs> Run it back. Nurses at two NYC hospitals return to work as deal in strike. So this was a, a new story that I caught at the top of the week, and I am happy to say that some good news came out of it, um, you know, at least as it looks. Um, let's see. Thousands of nurses at two New York hospitals ended a three-day strike Thursday after reaching a tentative contract agreement that union officials said will relieve chronic short staffing and boost pay by 19% over three years. Um, the two hospitals that were involved here, <clears throat> excuse me, were Mount Sinai and Montefi- Montefiore Medical Center. Um, each of them are privately are privately owned nonprofit hospitals. Um, they have a thousand beds and three thousand five hundred, um, three thousand five hundred or more union nurses. Uh, represented by the New York State Nurses Association. Um, so this is a good news. This is a good thing. We love to see a union win. We love to see people make more money, get paid what they are worth, making sure that you know you have the kind of um, staffing you need is so important. I, I can only say this from like a retail background, working in warehousing. When you don't have staffing, you're gonna. It makes everything worse. It makes the morale so much worse like it makes it abysmal but when you do have the good staffing when you do have things chugging along and you have the people there it, it just makes all the world a difference and when we're dealing with people in my mind these things shouldn't be something that people should have to like hit a picket line for you know what i mean at the end of the day these nurses the doctors all these people they're here to make sure that people are getting taken care of so if you're not taking care of those people that staff that's a big problem. You shouldn't be worried about your fucking um, profit margins or whatever, especially if we're talking about a nonprofit. Like, I, I get it. At the end of the day, money has to be saved. These are trying times. But, like, for those reasons, people need to make sure that they have a living wage. People need to make sure that when they're going into their job, that things are properly staffed. And money is a big factor for people coming in to work. Like, um... I don't know. I, I, I definitely feel pretty passionate about these things, so it is definitely good to see a win. Um, I mean, naturally, these are going to be an ongoing forever battle, I feel. Um, but let's see. There are negotiations um, that are still ongoing uh, without a strike at a couple of smaller private hospitals in the city. Um, so we'll see how they go. Um, but yeah, just wanted to close out on a good note, a positive thing, a hot step. Um, yeah, we're closing in nice and early. I like that. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna pull it in nice and tight. Um, let's see. I got a Patreon, patreon.com plus Isaiah News. If you would like to support, uh, get you bonus episode content. Um, I try to do at least one Patreon episode a week if I can. Sometimes it's a little bit more unhinged, a little bit looser fit. Um, sometimes it's a little bit more of the news that I don't want to cover on the main, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I also have Discord access with the Patreon. I also have... 
What else do we got on there? Uh, shout outs for the Newsies. Uh, once a month, I shout out the Newsies and you get a chance to plug something if you like, something you're doing, something you feel stoked about, or a new thing you'd like me to cover, whether it be local to you, local to me, whatever. Um, so yeah, that's all available to you for $5 a month. Um, free ways to hit me up though, gmail.com, so Isaiah News 1, or sorry, gmail.com at Isaiah News 1, right? Yeah, that's the one. And then um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Tumblr, I'm on all the socials. You can find me. Um, say what up. And uh, that's all I got. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye.